Robert Police is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Momo Rodriguez again. All right, boys and girls, after a long international break, which felt like forever, to be honest, our club, our one and only club, we return to action mañana, tomorrow, versus LAFC in Los Angeles. It's going to be a big one. LAFC is healthy-ish. We're healthy. So this is the pregame. But before we get into that, I have a confession to make. I got my hair cut like Gareth Bale. Yeah. This is pre-Turkey and Wales match. I went to the barber. I showed him a picture of Gareth Bale, and I said, I need you to do this. And he said, up this high? You want it shaved up this high? I said, no, about an inch. This way, if I don't like it, I can wear my hair back down and cover it up. So he did it, and he kind of got it right. I mean, I feel like $30 was a bit much for it, but... Either way, you know, I'm happy-ish with it. It looks nice. Uh, the lady likes it. My, my son loves it. I texted him and I said, who am I? And he says, Gareth Bale. And I said, no, I'm dad, idiot. And I didn't call him idiot. So before we get into the pregame, let's talk about the Euros, which have been ups and downs, a roller coaster. Oh, my God. Uh, it started off in such a way, the Euros did, that reduced me to tears and I was an emotional wreck. I was planning on watching the Denmark game because if you didn't know, Christian Eriksen is probably my favorite player in the world. When he was with Spurs, he was my favorite player. I absolutely loved watching him play. Um, I remember seeing his goofy haircut and his, his phenomenal creative ability. I mean, he was, he was magic. He really was. Towards the end of his career with Spurs, he was a little unhappy. Pochettino wasn't playing him a whole lot. Mourinho wasn't playing him a whole lot. He was out of form, and they booed him. I mean, our supporters booed him. It's like, what bothers me about fans is you forget, you forget just about, you forget all about the magic and memories that these players create. You forget about all the good times. Sports fans are like ex-girlfriends, right? Right after you break up, they're like, oh, everything was fucking horrible. You're a monster. When in reality, 99% of the time, was good. That's why you were together. So they booed him. He was out of form. He was playing 20 to 30 minutes per match. I think Inter Milan played paid 20 million pounds for him. That's a fucking steal. So let me tell you what happened in my neck of the woods. I was out working. I had my four-year-old daughter with me. And I quick checked Twitter to see updates on the game. And the first tweet I see is, prayers for Christian Erickson. So I'm thinking, hard tackle, Broke his leg. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe a concussion. So I, I go on to Twitter and I pull, excuse me, I pull over and then I see it. I, I, I see what had happened. Then he collapsed on the field. And I sat there in my car for 10 minutes uh, trying to figure out what had happened when deep down I knew what had happened. As soon as I saw CPR, I knew his heart had stopped and he had died on the pitch. This is still hard to talk about for me. Um, uh, I was in tears. I, I wasn't bawling like a baby, but there were tears coming out of my eyes for the next hour or two. I, I stopped working. Immediately I went home. I put on the news. I was like a madman on the internet updating to figure out what was going on. My four-year-old daughter says, I'm hungry. I'm hungry, Daddy. So I'm trying to cook spaghetti and meatballs and refresh Twitter and not cry. 
which she noticed, and she asks me, Daddy, why are you upset? So I told her, I said, Daddy's favorite player had gotten hurt, and it was his heart. And she, you can't explain this stuff to a four-year-old. That was that was an awful day. That was my least favorite day in my life of watching soccer, football. It, it was It was the worst one ever. Now, there was a picture posted on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Christian being stretchered off with his eyes open and his hand on his forehead. And some people were saying, take it down, take it down. Let me tell you what, me seeing him alive immediately made me feel better. I felt better. I was still upset. I was upset all damn day. But that made me feel better. I don't think he'll ever play again, which hurts. That hurts me. But I'd rather him not play and be alive than have died in the Euros. Now, building off of that, what UEFA reportedly did to Denmark, reportedly, because you're only going to get, you're going to get whatever people want to say. What UEFA said, you can play today, you can play tomorrow, but if you forfeit, you forfeit the entire tournament. If that is true, that's absolute fucking garbage. You don't do that to a player. They watched their teammate die. He died. He was dead. They watched it happen. And you gave them the option of today, tomorrow, or that's it, you're done. Personally, I think the team should have played the following day because then they would have known Christian was okay, he was alive, he was feeling better. But UEFA, you guys are fucking heartless. You know, and and when you do stuff like this, it makes me regret that the Super League folded. As much as we were against the Super League, you fucking guys are just you're dictators. You're 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 autocrats. You just you just do whatever you want. And then you, you try to levy these fines. And by the way, UEFA really showed their ass considering they have dropped the investigation into Juventus, Real Madrid, and Barcelona. And they're allowing them to play. So not only is UEFA full of shit, they're also a bunch of pussies that do not care about these players, and they care about the bottom line. Which Oh, I understand that, but it, they're, they're people. They are people. <sighs> At the end of the day, Denmark lost its its talisman, its best player ever. Forever, probably forever. And for a few hours, I lost a small piece of my heart because I truly do love Christian Eriksen. Like I've, I've seen him play live. I flew to Minnesota. That was a couple years ago. I saw him play. It was It was wonderful. And it broke my heart to see what happened. And, you know, watching Hoybier and, um, God, I can't remember the other, Schmeichel and his girlfriend and all that, it was just, it was awful what they did. And it was an awful situation. Now let's, let's, let's move on before I start crying uh, and showing you guys that I am not just a smartass. So Diego Rossi plays for LAFC. There's a rumor that the Spurs and Everton are interested in him. I'll tell you what. He ain't going to Spurs. They can't even decide on a manager. Nobody wants to manage them. I could see Everton being a good fit. I could see the Premier League. Dude, jump MLS to the Premier League. That's a big jump. I don't think he'll be successful early on. You'll see him like uh, uh, Almiron from Atlanta. You might see that. But no, I, I don't I don't see Rossi going in and having an immediate impact. It's going to take him a while to adjust. Now, international duty is over. We had Boniac and Minor Figueroa playing for Honduras, Ari for Costa Rica, Zarek Valentin for Puerto Rico, and Darwin Saren for El Salvador. 
all five featured for their teams. I'm talking about this because this is important for our upcoming match. It is. Seren, if you guys watched any of El Salvador's matches, he was kind of a true center midfielder. And they came out in what looked to be a 4-1-4-1 versus St. Kitts. Boney featured at center back for Honduras. He did not start. Uh, all of our other guys played their typical spots and saw a fair amount of playing time in the international matches, which is good for their fitness and keeping them sharp. LAFC had three and a half, they say, players out on international duty, and some are still out, which is going to play to our advantage. They also have two injuries, which is going to play to our advantage. But I am very, very, very nervous about this match. Uh, three of our players featured regularly in international duty. But out of those three, only Zarek Valentin is a regular starter for us. I mean, Figueroa featured regularly. He doesn't start for us regularly. And uh, Saren, and he does not start for us regularly either. Although you can make the argument that he should. So this Saturday in LA, the City of Angels, our club, we are 3-3-2 and we're fifth in the Western Conference. We're going to face an LA team who is ninth in the Western Conference. And we're away. And this is a big match. Big, big match. Now, there were some... Uh, some articles in the paper, the paper, the internet, uh, with Joe Corona and Tab Ramos. And Tab said, it's been a long break, especially for those guys who did not travel. Darwin arrived yesterday. Figueroa and Boniak made it back two days earlier. And Ari and Zarek a little bit before that. So our guys are back and they've had training. They've had two sets of days off. And Tab feels that everybody, keyword, everybody should be refreshed and ready to go. This game is huge, according to Ramos. It's a, it's a huge game, no matter who you ask. This is a huge match. This is absolutely huge. This is an opportunity to take advantage of LAFC's defensive play. LAFC is a great attacking team. They are a great team with the ball, says Tab Ramos. And they are a great team recovering the ball after they lose it, so they press after possession. If you can complete a couple passes after that, the field gets open and they are exposed. Tab feels that we're going to have opportunities with our quick counter-attacking football, and I think we will, and I think Tyler Pasher will be back. I think it will be back. Now, this interview was done with Joe Corona. And uh, Tab says, we track all the numbers. I'm confident in Joe, which is kind of a saying that Joe's going to Joe's gonna play. Joe's kind of a, it's a homecoming for Joe. Tab says that the numbers as a team could improve. Uh, we play under a lot of pressure because after two or three passes, we lose the ball. So we play on defense and under pressure. Tab says we need to keep the ball, especially against teams like LAFC. Pass the ball twice, get to their side of the field, and then maintain possession. If not, Tab says you'll be in trouble. Yeah, absolutely. But those two or three passes, we're looking to get into their final third. I mean, we move pretty quick. By the third pass, it's usually Fafa or Tyler down the wing. Right? This is the second time we're going to face them. First time at home was a 1-1 tie on May 1st. Um, Tab says he wants our team to play like their team. I don't. They're in ninth. <clears throat> we're in fifth. I want us to go there and steal a point or three. That would be badass. That would really say something for the progress of our club. Tab says, in MLS, we play a final every weekend. Anything can happen. That's true. We're trending in the right direction. We need more points. We've gotten one on the road. Tab says, we need to get better at that. Tab, we know. We've been watching this club. We're terrible on the road. We're terrible. But guys, average a point away. Average a point on the road. That's all we need. That's all we need. Now, the big thing is that uh, Bank of California Stadium is going to be full. This is the first match with a full stadium. And this happened to us against, was it KC? This is the second time this has happened where we're going to a, a, a stadium and it's going to be completely full. All the restrictions are off. And last time this happened, we got 
fucking spanked. We did. So this will be interesting to see. Now for Joe, Joe is going to go back, Joe Corona, and he's going to play in front of his family, who according to this, he hasn't seen since the start of the pandemic. That's a long time. Joe's really looking forward to it. He says, it's nice to have my family supporting me from the stands. I'm looking forward to going there. We haven't visited in almost two years, and I haven't seen them because of the COVID restrictions. He wanted his family to stay healthy, so he abided by the COVID restrictions. Good job, Joe. Now let's talk about this match, boys. Let's do this. LAFC and the Dynamo head-to-head. LAFC have won four of the eight games against us. There's also four draws. We have not scored. Excuse me. We have not won. We have not beaten them yet. We have not beaten them yet, even at home. Last time we faced them in May, Corey Baird and Tyler Pasher each scored. So it was a 1-1 draw. Last five matches, LAFC has three losses, one win, and one draw. We have two wins, two losses, one draw. So we're in better form right now. Okay, LAFC has two guys out with injury, Eric Duenas and Cuado Apoku. They also have two guys still on international duty, Brian Rodriguez and Diego Palacios. Guys, you can expect LAFC to come out in a 4-3-3. Here's the lineup I think you're going to see. Cisniega in goal, Blackman, Mario, Segura, and Farfan on the back line, Cifuentes, Achuesta, and Kay in the midfield, and up top, the three that really fucking worry me, Carlos Vela, Corey Bird, Baird, and Diego Rossi. That front three is here. We didn't see him last time. Rossi was rusty. Vela was not there. Baird scored. This is going to be tough. Up for up top, man. Our our defense has to really hold it down. There's our there's our catch line. Hold it down, player. So, the midfield. Who do we think we're going to go with? We don't have any injuries. We don't have anybody on international duty. We are healthy. We are going to be able to see our best squad out there. We're going to have my man, Marco Marich in goal. The back line, I'm going to say it's going to be Lundqvist, Tim Parker, Figueroa, Zarek Valentin. I don't think Boniek gets the start in this. Not after the last match. I don't see it. I could be wrong. It happens. Midfield, I think we'll see Veda, Corona, and Memo. I very easily think you could also see Veda, Saren, and Corona. You're going to see Corona and you're going to see Veda. It just depends. Are we going to go with a defensive look with Veda and Saren or Veda and Jones? Or are we going to try and push back and counter with Corona and Memo? I like Memo in the midfield. I think with Memo in the midfield and Tyler Pasher up top, we are a much better squad. Up top, you're going to see Fafa, Maxi, and Tyler Pasher. Period. Maybe not Pasher. I hope so. I hope he's healthy. We could use that little fireball again. You know what I'm saying? So predictions-wise, we are underdogs. We are underdogs. We are big underdogs according to the betting lines. And LAFC is the favorite. They're favored to win. We're favored to lose. And the draw is middle of the road. LAFC will have all of their big offensive guns ready to fire. Rossi, Vela, and Baird are back. Bank of California Stadium is going to have full capacity shoulder to shoulder. It's going to be loud. The players are going to be excited. Last time we played on the road in a stadium that was back to full capacity, like I said earlier, we got thoroughly spanked. We got beat like we stole something. We got beat like a redheaded stepchild in Kmart. No offense to stepchildren. But this is an LAFC, LAFC team in a little bit of disarray. You have players still out. You have players still in international duty. They are not performing the way you expect LAFC to perform. I do believe we can gain a point from this match. However, however, I do not think we can sit back and absorb pressure and play for that draw. If we play for a draw, we will lose. We cannot sit back and absorb pressure from LAFC. We can't. 
We have to be aggressive on the counter. We got to open them up. And when the opportunities arise, we have to take advantage while also keeping our shape at the back. I predict both teams are going to score in this one. There's a small part of me that sees it. LAFC 2, Houston Dynamo 1. But I do believe that we can come back with a point, maybe three. I think we can shock people in this one. Away games always make me nervous. Why? I've watched these these guys for a while. We know how this goes. So we have to keep our shape at the back. Our midfielders have to do a good job of breaking up play. We cannot lose sight of Rossi and Vela and Baird. We can't do it. We have to be we have to almost play perfect to beat them on the road. But it can be done. As they said in Friday Night Lights, can you be perfect? Billy Bob Thornton, can can you be perfect? A couple little little tidbit of news. I'm going to start writing for another podcast. It also has a website called the MLS Aces. So you'll see some Dynamo stuff on there, and I'll release that out on Twitter. I've also been in contact with a, a radio guy in New York City about possibly doing some radio work. I doubt that'll happen. The blogging is going to happen. That's going to happen. I'm going to start writing for another podcast uh, about us, about our club, our one and only club. So, boys and girls, this has been it. This is the pregame, pregame review for the LAFC round two match. Ah, man, get out there to pitch 25, wherever you go to watch Eureka Heights. I haven't seen where the guys are uh, having the supporters meetings. I haven't been on social media very much lately during this break. But, you know, if you guys like the show, share it, support it, rate it, review, retweet. Uh, oh, man, I got to give away a football today. Uh. Anyway, let's kick some ass. Let's get up there. Let's come back with a point. Let's turn some heads. Let's play some perfect football, boys, because that's what we're going to need. As always, I'm Finister. Go Dynamo. Albert Police is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's a double. And it's Bumble Rodriguez again. 